1: welcome back this is part two of a discussion about self-esteem i'm joined by ross and jess that's interesting what jess is saying there ross but do you think we should be creating an an ideal online self and then drifting up towards that or (laughs) showing what the shit that's really happening in our online self so that it's coming down to where our lives are meeting in the middle because I would, I would strive to be the happy-go-lucky
2: jester and memes that I post 24-7. That would be exhausting. Yeah, I think the important thing is trying to find the balance between the two. I think, like, you know, it's it, that Facebook or Instagram, whatever, is your window to however many people. or like people that you don't see, that, that's how they create a perception of how well you're doing and using comedy as an example. You know, I mean, when you're on your way up, it, even if the gig is dog shit, you get, like, a nice angle picture of the stage. Oh, great to be doing this gig here tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's packed out to the back, forty
2: nine yeah, Certainly, Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but it's but you feel like, you know so when people see you, you know, I remember when I was doing the open mic circuit, I'd always post just a picture of the stage and, you know, they don't know that that is there's literally no one in that room apart from 17 <laughs> comedians. It's your lounge. And, but people, people see three of them a week and they're like, oh, you're doing really well, aren't you? And, you yeah, know, things yeah. seem to be going all
1: right. It's a good It's good to finally have a positive. We've done so many conversations about social media that are negative on here. It's good. I think listeners will appreciate sort of weaponizing it in a positive way. There's nothing we can do about it, right? It's not going to go away. Twitter and Instagram's not going to go. So try and weaponize it and use it as a tool for positivity. What a great idea. Right, this is a this is a good one. Now be honest. Je- Jess, sorry, I I haven't inquired into your relationship status. I should have done that to make this question juicier. Single, married, attached, what's going on?
3: Yeah, I have a boyfriend.
1: Cohabiting?
3: No, we don't live together. But um yeah, we've been together for like 2 years.
1: Oh, great. So you're well up and running. This is juicy then. Let's try and be honest if we can. I'll answer first so that you feel comfortable. If someone slides into your DMs, someone from a gig, anyone, a random who listens to the radio show, whoever, with and not like a crass, like picture of a boob or a dick or something, but some sort of, <laughs> and a good shame you, shame attached type thing. And they're fit, does your self-esteem increase, my answer, yes. Your turn.
3: <laughs> um, it depends who it is. But if it's a complete random, I'm like... <laughs> If it's just a complete random, or I look at them and I'm like, oh, creep, then like,
1: no, no, it's not a, not a creep. It's a fit. It's a fitty you've never heard of. Some guys gonna look. I know Jess. I know you. I know you're attached, but I'm just throwing it out there. If you weren't, definitely my type on paper. Whatever. Are you like inappropriate? <laughs> don't know. You've got a boyfriend. I feel nothing. Or is there just a little? go me and then delete
3: <laughs> no I don't delete them I'm just like ah, look <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you don't say this to me every time yeah
1: yeah <laughs> that's good I mean I, I will admit it and it, and Lindsay's like you just don't fucking like it don't reply to it you you know you can't stop that it's been sent and you, yeah why are you getting off on it your head's getting too big so <laughs> your fucking life. I get all of that because I like to do like the lion parade, walking around the lounge. See that girl, Matt. I mean, gut, you know, like she's a model and she's DMing me. I mean, what's it like the power of human? Fuck off, Russell. You're pushing it too far now, and then we'll have an argument like that. Oh, uh, wow. But okay, Ross, well, just
3: maybe, just don't yeah. dance around the room after you. After you get no, no, the dance. I'll messages.
1: get rid of the dance, but keep the verbal. Okay. Uh, but Ross, does it affect your self-esteem a bit? In a there's
2: nothing wrong with being. Desired. Of course it does. Yeah, I think, like, I mean, it, it, this, first of all, full disclosure, it happens precious little, mate, like, very rarely. And I think that's the difference, but again, <laughs> like, between men and women, is that women, in the, particularly in the public eye on social media, you've just put a picture up showing a little bit of shoulder and you've got 16 penises in your inbox within the next five minutes. <laughs> like, you know, it, it happens so rarely to me, but in the times that it has happened, of course, it's like... You know, I'm like, oh, sorry, you know, I've got a girlfriend, a, a fiancé and, and a daughter and everything. But, you know, inside, I'm like... It's cleverer, though. It's never... I've never... I mean, I, of course, it has happened. But very rarely
1: am I sent, like, a fanny or a boob. Have I, been I'll sent I'll a fanny It never happened to me in my life. <laughs> a few times. Yeah, An
3: unsolicited fanny. It'll
1: be like a 2am. Someone's probably taken a substance they haven't. They're having a bit of a wank and they filmed it and sent it to me. It has happened. <laughs> I would like to pretend I was disgusted, but I gave it a fucking good watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually
3: uh, But
1: that's obviously just, you know, you just laugh <laughs> you just laugh it off. You just laugh it off. It, it, I tend to find that if it was going to affect my self-esteem, think, oh well, that's a nice comment, it would be more cleverly done. Girls are a little bit clever, aren't they? Okay, Standards really good. Near you married and everything, just saying hi and that I love what you do, keeping it nice and neutral, just to set the little bear trap just open ten degrees <laughs> for you to reply. But I ne- obviously I never would reply, but the point I'm making is to take the self esteem hit from it.
3: I don't know. Do you, do you get comments out in the street as well? Like girls obviously always get that and so it becomes more of an irritation
1: than it does. Not really, no. Not now that I'm so conspicuously married and daughter and <laughs> stuff like that. But when I'm single and you would be going I beta, obviously people are, are flirting. But it's interesting in the in the respect of social media. It's interesting how something so well, something that's fake and made up can create real self-esteem. That's where I'm going. It doesn't matter whether you're the thing you said, yes, which was far more wholesome than my horrible fanny pick segment, which was you're saying you can lift yourself up to match that positive shop window you're putting out. In a sense, you've just put out a sort of I don't want to say fake, such a, like, you've you've created a make-believe shop window, but then by coming to match it, you create real self-esteem beneath it. I think that's the point you were making, right?
3: Kind of. I think that, obviously, so Ross mentioned a balance. You you do need a balance. You need to be self-aware. But if you say that you're out and you're busy and you're doing gigs, I know, obviously, you said it might have been empty, but you still did it. You still did that. And if you know that you're doing it as a sort of stepping stone, and then, like, I don't know, the following year, you get that memory, and it's like, oh... A year ago, I was doing that small place and it was like empty, but I was happy with it. And then the following year, you're doing a packed out, double the size gig. I feel like that gives you self-esteem, right? Like the memories and and what you did.
2: Yeah, that does. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the memories function um, on Facebook is good for that. Actually, yeah, because you know it's a, a window back in time to all the shit gigs you did. So if you have a decent one, it's, really like, you know, it's uh, yeah, I've got one more question, Sarah, before we
1: move on to relationships, and it's about looks. I want to talk about when self esteem can become toxic or not useful. Do you think there are people out there whose self esteem is based solely on their appearance with one not one other jot of any aspect of their life, or is that just something that appears that way on social media, or are there people? genuinely drawing 100% of their self-esteem for their appearance because we know how deadly dangerous that is because human beings change. We age, we put on weight, we lose weight, we get ill. You know, I just wondered if it's actually a thing and if it is, how toxic is it? I think it's rife.
3: I think, yes, and I know people who do and they're generally very unhappy otherwise because of it.
1: It's because it's so temporary. It's like a flower in a vase, beauty, isn't it? <laughs> that's quite poetic. But I mean <laughs> that's part of the reason we we like flowers is because they don't last. You can get the same flower artificial and it's it's not got that same piquancy and poignancy. And I think that beauty, because it passes, is such a dangerous thing to put all of your mental health on. And yet that's what so a lot of social media is about, right?
3: Mm. I think that if you base all your self-esteem solely on looks the second that one time you don't look that good or perhaps someone comments on something other than your looks and you you don't value that then that's going to be detrimental
1: Ross, have you ever like got a brand new pair of specs or something, modelled them online and just felt amazing? <laughs> yeah, I get
2: it with, with traders <laughs> which is, it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, I think like it's rife and it is, it is very toxic, I think, you know, because I think people that suffer from any sort of body dysmorphia, you, you'll never be happy. No matter how much effort and time and money they put into their looks and stuff like that, so I think. But couldn't you also say that Ross? I'm being
1: difficult on purpose. It about wealth. I know people whose self-esteem comes solely from what they've got, yeah, 100%, how much money yeah. and how big their house is. Well, that's also a bottomless pit because sooner or later you're going to live in a 32-bedroom manor house in Hertfordshire, have two Lamborghinis, and have
2: all the jewelry you want, and there's nowhere more to go. Then what happens? Yeah, but I think that if you build your life around one thing, then it's toxic, With that one thing's money or looks or whatever. If you put all your effort into one thing and all your self-esteem rests on having all this money or, you know, looking a certain way, then, you know, you're never going to be happy. I think that's, if you can find some sort of balance between all of that stuff. So we're into our final 10 minutes. We're going to finish where we always do, with love, with the lovers.
1: Because I do think there's a difference here. A man with very high self-esteem, super confident, mostly quite attractive to women. It's a much more dangerous game to play, Jess, isn't it, to be a super confident woman? And I hate that because I've got this little six-year-old girl through there who's brimming with confidence.
3: It's really weird because it's described as a bad thing, isn't it? If you're too bold, if you're too bullshit.
1: Well, it shouldn't be, but I wonder what your experience is. You're, you know, you're a girl, tell us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been called too confident before like when i was just walking around the studio someone has described me as walking around like i owned the place i think if a guy was walking around like that they definitely wouldn't have had that comment let alone as a negative thing <sighs> i just i just think it's like it's sad because it's seen as a, a masculine trait but it's not it's not good mm. for women they have to be quiet and uh, unassuming and they have to do things a smart way they can't they can't be really confident and loud about it otherwise it's seen as aggressive
1: can it be sexy though, Ross, a woman, pumped full of self-esteem, totally confident? It can be sexy, powerful, you know, strutting.
2: I, I think it intimidates more men, I, th- I think is what it is. I think, you know, we, we build so much of our lives around being the alpha male or, be, or being the loudest in the room and knowing everything, and I think the problem is is that a confident, loud or outspoken woman is, is intimidating to most men. It shouldn't be, but I think, generally speaking, that it is... And Jess, do you think, looking
1: at all your friends in your groups, sort of like attracts like? I think it does. All the time you see like, you know, low self-esteem, quite depressed person ends up and it's fatal if they end up with another low self-esteem, depressed person and boom, mutual toxicity. And all the time you'll see, you know, like the personal training runs two businesses, uh, mum will be with the dad who looks exactly the same and still got all his hair when he's 55. And they seem to be <laughs> drawn to each other. So do you think self-esteem people attract self-esteem people? And what should you be looking for if you're going on a date? What do you think, Jess? Or do you think sometimes in your experience, have you sort of enjoyed the opposite where someone might be a bit more not forthcoming? Would that match better with your personality?
3: Um, I think there needs to be a little bit of push and pull. I need someone, because I would consider myself a confident person, I think I definitely need someone who's also very self-assured. But also we can't clash heads all the time because obviously that wouldn't, that wouldn't work out very well but we did touch on it at the beginning as well where if guys can't show that they're feeling low or whatever and I think it's you know ingrained in them to kind of act more confident sort of at all times so maybe sometimes that's where an imbalance happens but I do I think I agree I think like for like generally goes well because if someone if a woman is too overconfident and a man is intimidated by that then it's just not really going to work is it
0: Alright, I'll do Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty-five dollars equivalent to fifteen dollars per month. Unlimited over forty gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active mint customers by five thirty one twenty-four. Get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG.
1: So Ross, we're gonna i have to go there. Let's enter the bedroom. Let's enter it. We're talking about self-esteem in the bedroom. Now, this is a massive issue for blokes. It's it's at the bottom of the list because I don't even want to talk about it. And I'm supposed to be making a show about it and I'm uncomfortable even discussing it, which shows how fucked up it is because I'll talk about anything to anyone. But if you get low self-esteem in the stallion department in men, it is much more of an issue, (laughs) arguably. It can lead to all kinds of complications, sexual self-esteem. And where that might come from come from a number of places. There could, could be some sort of biological, mechanical issue, but much, much, much more likely is coming from a, a psychological place. Do we still live in a caveman, caveman-hold-stick age, Ross, in the bedroom? And do we need to move on? Or is there something sexy about a man with self-esteem beating his chest in the bedroom that we, we can't admit anymore because it's not fashionable?
4: <laughs>
2: I think if, if men... Good luck. If men, yeah, cheers, mate. I think if, if... We were saying at the beginning that, generally speaking, men have higher self-esteem than women. I would say that the only time that is the other way around has to be. (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) So Uh, true. I feel like obviously we are animals and we're at our most animalistic in, in the bedroom, but I think like the societal pressures on men in the bedroom are uh, (laughs) skewed. But don't
1: you think that's changed, Ross? I mean, if you look at 20 years ago, it was like a grunt and squirt culture for men. That was it. A sort of like pandas at the zoo, mount and then out the door. There was no expectations of men, which of course was wrong. But now, post-Cosmo, where every man has got a diagram of every cell of a woman's body mapped into him or he'll be cancelled forever. The pressure is through the roof. There's a sort of performance pressure on men. And if their self-esteem isn't there to match it, we know what happens. (laughs) Marshmallow City.
2: Yeah, 100%, mate.
1: (laughs) Jess, help us out here. Should men be super confident in the bedroom, as unfashionable as that is to admit, rather than the sort of tender, gentler approach that we, we want men to be like secretly we don't? It's so confusing for blokes. Help us out, Jess. Or just play a tune.
3: Well, <laughs> when I get that feeling. <laughs> yeah, go on. Well, confidence comes through knowing what you're doing, Right. And I think a lot of, Mm. I think it's very old fashioned to blame things on your tools. So the size (laughs) or like whatever it is, if you think you're going to finish early, you've got to put the work in before you need to know what that person likes. You need to communicate, which obviously guys don't like doing as we've obviously spoken about. It's just... It, once once you do that it's easier It's
1: difficult in the beginning though isn't it You can't like be in Nando's and go Before we go back to yours here's a fact sheet There's a cunnilingus section there <laughs> if you'd like to tick Exactly what is you, You've got to already be in an established sexual relationship To have those sorts of conversations And the pressure often goes wrong with men in the beginning of a sexual relationship Because we can't pre-discuss those things
3: Oh, I don't know. I I think I disagree. Like, obviously, I haven't dated in a long time. But I think if you're getting to that stage where you're getting that intimate, asking someone, does that feel good? And they just say yes or no. It's like, it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. Just try try something else I mean you watch enough porn right come on there must be something else in the locker (laughs) like something the the
1: size of this forearm that should be evident inspirational (laughs) words there from Jess is that thank you very much and also Ross Mcgrain. thank you for letting us dive deep into your male self-esteem and finding no water in there just concrete as you stand at (laughs) a meeting like me it's fascinating it's not an easy subject to discuss because often with subjects like this I can dive in and out but it's something that affects each and every one of us we have a self-esteem level and it goes up and down every single day so I hope no one's been too triggered by anything we are listening to here. If I'm making jokes, it's only to try and bring you into the conversation. There's loads of resources out there online. But I think the key message here is self-esteem comes from within. It's about learning that self-love. And there's loads and loads of resources out there to learn that. And also, just give lots of head and don't jizz off early. (laughs) Thank you very much. This has been Man Baggage. I'm Russell Kane. Like, subscribe, leave good reviews. Goodbye.